Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to market yourself online, find your tribe and grow a business doing the work you love on your terms. As a blogger, presenter and marketing mentor, I understand the ups and downs that come with putting ourselves out there and running our own show. This podcast is here to take you behind the scenes and share the strategies to help you succeed. So let's get into the show. As hard as it might feel sometimes in business, we have to learn how to not only be comfortable with pricing, selling and money, but also in control of it. Depending on our money personality type, we might dig our head in the sand and rely on other people to manage the finance side of things for us. We might keep our finances at arm's length, just hoping they're going to be okay, but feeling disempowered and like they're just something we do not get. Or we might hold on to our money so tightly, scared that it will run out and therefore limiting the amount that we invest in ourselves and in our business. With money comes so much baggage. And when it comes to our mindset, today's guest is someone who, just like me, is constantly working on her own relationship with money. Claire Wood is a business coach who has helped many women grow their service-based business through one-off sessions and ongoing coaching. Claire herself has tripled her prices within the last year, working smart, focusing on her strategic marketing and investing in herself and her business. And I'm so excited for you to hear a bit of Claire's story, as well as so much wisdom that she has to share on this topic in this episode. So we're going to cover some of the common traps that we as business owners can fall into when it comes to our money mindset, along with some practical solutions that will help us move past our money blocks and importantly, start earning more. Claire recently launched her own podcast, The Clairewood Podcast. And in fact, I'm actually her guest on her show today. So head over there, take a listen. And you can find Claire at clairewood.com.au on Instagram at Claire underscore wood underscore coach. And also make the most of her freebies at clairewood.com.au forward slash free stuff. So without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation about money mindset with Claire Wood. All right. Well, Claire Wood, it is brilliant to speak with you. So first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, pleasure. Now, for those that haven't come across you before, and I feel as though you're everywhere at the minute, and I know that sometimes happens when, you know, you discover someone and then you then you discover more about them and you've got your podcast, you've got your great Instagram, you've got your blog. But for those that haven't heard of you yet, could you give us a bit of a background to you? Just a little introduction, please. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So um, as Emily mentioned, my name is Claire Wood and I'm a business coach and I work mostly with women in service-based businesses. And what I do is I help them to take their established business really to that next level. So most of my clients have been in business for a while. They've got to a certain level of success and they want to go to that next level. And that's 
my jam is working at the moment in a one-on-one capacity to help take people to the next level. But I'm looking at ways that I can make it a bit more scalable because at the moment I'm very heavily booked and I want to be able to continue to serve more people. I love it. And I love how you have that niche too, as well around who you work with and, and what you help them with. So I think that's, it just makes it so clear for people. And I've started referring people to you now. I know about you. I'm like, you've got to go see Claire that you're exactly who she works with. So I think it's really, really smart. And one thing I just want to say to anyone who's listening and thinking about niching, I find lots of people get terrified at the concept of niching. And you'll notice that even when I said that, I put almost a disclaimer around it because I do have a male client and I didn't want him to feel excluded if he has a listen. But the truth is about niching is that it doesn't mean that you don't work with people who sit outside of that mold. What it means is that your marketing efforts and everything that you put out there is very clear and targeted as to who your dream clients are. So don't be scared because other people will still want to work with you, but at least you'll have a really cohesive and clear marketing message. And most of the people that come to you will then fall in that category. Exactly. Such a good point. And I actually have to put something in. One of my own students just today was she updated her Instagram bio and she and she shared it in our group. And um, in the description, she said, okay, so I've just updated my Instagram bio. I help Brazilian women travel. But then in her Instagram bio, she wrote something like helping women find more freedom. And I'm like, no, 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 you have to put what you just told me into your bio. But she's like, oh, I don't want to be too specific. And so it's exactly what you said, Claire, the more specific you be, the clearer it is, but you're still going to attract other people too. So like you still have a male working with you. It's totally fine. Absolutely. (laughs) Don't be scared of niching people. It's per Emily's earlier episode. It's one of the best things you can do for your business. Now, Claire, today we're going to chat about um, so much. I'm really, really excited to pick your brain about and hear your take on these different things. We're going to talk a bit about the money side of things as it is quite a major part of being in business. But for some reason, it's something that can feel really uncomfortable or awkward to talk about or that we can, I don't know, there's there's this, and I'm totally guilty of it too. And I think I'm getting better now, but certainly it can be something that we can really struggle with in terms of what to charge, even the idea of selling to people and all that type of thing. So I thought a really incredible way to kick this off would be what you've just shared with me about the past year of your business, what's happened in terms of your pricing, just to kind of set the scene, would you, Claire? Yeah, absolutely. So In terms of my pricing, it was just before Christmas last year, I met with a peer of mine who is quite well known in the marketing space. And she said to me, if I didn't know you and I saw your prices, I wouldn't think that you're very good. And I was mortified because I thought I charged quite a bit, really. (laughs) Um, And when I realized that that was her perception of my pricing. I was horrified and I thought, I hope that people don't think that I'm no good. And I made a decision right there and then that I was going to double my prices. And that's a pretty bold decision. That's a really bold decision. And to get some context, it wasn't like I was booked out or anything at that stage. I was busy. I I had a good business, but I was certainly not at capacity So I made the big, brave decision to double my prices overnight. And um, you can imagine, as soon as I put it out there, I started to break out in a bit of a sweat. And I was like, (laughs) what have I done? 
I've completely screwed myself. My business is going to go under. Ironically, the opposite happened. Jan, Feb this year were some of my busiest months. And throughout the year, my business has continued to grow and grow to the extent that I've increased my prices another two times. And they're actually triple what they were at Christmas time last year. That's less than a year, which is pretty ridiculous. Sitting behind that though, I've done a lot of work on my money mindset. And that's something that I'm super excited to talk to you guys about today because this has been a journey. I've invested a lot of time and energy into this space. And that's, I guess, what has been driving the results behind it as well. How long have you been in business actually, Claire? So I've been in business for nearly four years. It'll be four years in December. However, in that time, I had a child. Actually, when I very first launched my business, I had a baby and I got made redundant while I was on mat leave. So that's sort of how I got started. And then I built up my business and then decided to have another baby and (laughs) kind of had to start again because I took some time off with the second one. So four years in business. And then where was your mind at And how has it changed over that time in terms of the way that you, I guess, value what you do and price yourself? Relatively early on in my journey, I discovered another coach or program, Pru Chapman at the Owners Collective. And I did one of her programs. And that's when I first heard about Money Mindset. I remember that she used to talk about, you know, believing in yourself and trusting that money will come to you. And I remember thinking, what a load of rubbish, right? <laughs> Which I, I think like, everyone probably does if if it's the first time they come across it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I was there, I, you know, I'm an accountant by trade. That's my background. I'm an accountant. And I was sitting there going, what is she talking about? <laughs> I remember that I went on a retreat with her and a lady called Krista Jane. And at the retreat, like everything kind of came together and I suddenly started going, what? Like if you actually believe that money will come to you, then you can actually start to create it. And I rang my husband in one of the breaks and I was so excited. I couldn't stop talking. And I was like, and you can attract money and there's no limit to what you can achieve. And he was like, (laughs) yeah. And he's very much um, quite evolved on the self-development journey. So he was sort of like, yeah, babe, like this is what I've been telling you. I love it. He's like, finally, Claire, you're with me. Yes, finally, you get it. Um, So that was kind of the start of my journey. And from there, I continued to follow other money mindset mentors. And we can go into that a little bit further on and read and learn more and listen. And now I'm in a space where I have zero doubt that I'm going to be a very wealthy person one day. It sounds bizarre to some people that I can say that with such confidence but when you do this work when you put in the work it almost becomes a little bit irrelevant what the actual outcome is because you're like I know that's my truth and I know that's where I'm heading and I have to say once your mindset is right it's incredible how the actual money starts to flow and you've done a little bit of manifestation which I thought would be A good one to mention. You said it was one of your most popular blog posts as well. Could you explain exactly what that involved? And for some people, they won't have really heard about manifestation either, especially when it comes to money, something that's relatively new for me too. So I'd love to hear how how it works for you and how you go about doing that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the concept of manifestation is essentially that you believe something, you believe something as a truth, and then it comes into actuality. You know, like I want to give you a non-money example, I guess, Mm. to, to make it a bit easier for people to understand. So, you know, if in your head you think oh, that person doesn't like me and, you know, whatever. (laughs) And then what happens is that you obviously start being weird with that person and then they (laughs) notice that you're weird with you and then you start being weird with them and then what happens is there's some sort of weird conflict. Essentially, you've created a situation, right? Because there wasn't a situation there and you've created it. And that's kind of how I think about manifestation is that it's you think about something and you create it. So you can either create negative things or you can create positive things. And if you've grown up in a household where money was scarce or a source of of concern or frustration, then you'll probably continue to attract that into your life. You know, if you've grown up in a situation where like money just comes and goes and money is a nothing, you know, like that's why a lot of wealthy people continue to be wealthy because money is a non-issue to them. Mm. They don't think about it. They've got heaps of it. There's always going to be plenty of money. And when you start to create those kind of thoughts, what happens is that you attract that into your life. So the blog post that Emily's talking about is called Why I Went Shopping for a $5 million Home. Basically, my hubby and I, because we, you know, I've done this work, he's done this work for many years. We know that when you really want something, you just go after it, right? You look at pictures of it, you immerse yourself in it, and you just start to believe that that's your truth. Mm. And part of that for us was going and looking at this house, this $5 million house. Ironically, I mean, that was probably nearly a year ago. The houses we're looking at now are sort of more around the $15 million mark. So, <laughs> What a massive change in that too, just where your mind is at now. But let's be super, super clear here. We are not in a position to be buying <laughs> Either a $5 million house or a $15 million house. But it's kind of irrelevant if that makes sense because that's Mm. where we're heading. And that's what this work is about. It's about believing it and it's about knowing that it's going to come to you because you're creating it. So that's essentially, you know, a very long way of, of talking about it. But manifestation is about believing things and then starting to attract it into your life. And I bet you that every single person listening if initially you were like, this is all a bit crazy and this is a bit woo-woo, <laughs> I bet you there's been something that you have manifested, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly into your life. So perhaps you have been like, oh gosh, I wish I just had $200 and then I could, you know, buy that new shirt. And then you look in your bank account and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I had $200 yeah. in there. I didn't think I had any money left. I had an example. I was backpacking through Europe and I was flat broke. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I want to keep traveling. And an old job of mine that I had left, I'd quit, paid me a significant bonus even after I'd left the company. And so I got to keep traveling for another six months on that bonus. And when it happened, it was the strangest thing. I wasn't even like, oh my gosh. It was kind of like, I was just like, I knew money was going to show up somehow. I didn't know how. You know, it is a muscle. It's still definitely a work in progress for me. It's not a definite science. But I do believe that like a muscle, the more that you use it, the better that you get at it. So when you start to bring consciousness to the process of manifestation, the more that you actually start to attract things and you can actually start to consciously say, hey, this is what I want. This is the relationship that I want. 
this is the financial outcome that I want. And when you believe it, then the results will um, start to come. It's similar to one of my favorite sayings, which is you can if you think you can. What would be some ways that people could get started if they've never really delved into this type of thing before about, I guess, visioning and manifestation? Where would they start? For instance, if we're looking at in their business, where they want to be, and I know that this is what you help your clients with too, in terms of growing their business pretty significantly. What are some of the foundations that you would suggest just people started with? Like anything, I think the trick is to start small. And the best things that I would recommend is to listen to podcasts that talk about it. There's a couple that I listen to. One is called, um, forgive the the language, but it's the name of the podcast, the, the Lucky Bitch podcast. Um, another one's called Manifestation Babe. You'll, you'll resonate with some people's um, style and, and not with others, but there's, there's heaps of them out there. Listen to podcasts. There's some fantastic books. And one of my favorites is um, Denise Duffield Thomas, Lucky Bitch. Um, she's written a whole series of books. And honestly, that you know, it's a book, what's $25? I've got to say, I just listened to the audio version of Denise Duffield Thomas's latest book, Chillpreneur. I listened to it in like a day. I was like, oh, this is so good. It's just such good reminders. And it's stuff that we kind of already know. And some of it, some of it might be a bit new, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's so powerful and um, it's things that I've been implementing and it just in my business too has just made such a huge difference. Absolutely. And when people are a bit cynical, often clients of mine are like, oh, yeah, money, mindset, whatever. I'm like, do you know what? I'm like, do it to humor me. Do it yeah. and prove to me that it doesn't work. <laughs> so I'm like, I want you to listen to this stuff. I want you to read the books. I want you to do the meditations, which is another thing that um, I'd recommend, you know, do. If you just Google manifestation meditations, there's heaps on YouTube. Just throw yourself into it and think, what have I got to lose? Especially if you're not honestly like a book, you know, that's not really a massive financial investment. I think it was like $8 on Audible or there something. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And, and doing manifestation meditations. Just throw yourself into it and just see what happens. Just see what starts to happen in your life. And from there, you know, you can start to read more, immerse yourself more, surround yourself with people who who talk like that, who think like that. I know that Emily, you know, and myself, we've both invested in a money boot camp. We sound like massive fangirls here, don't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We, we are. are. We are. Um, <laughs> of Denise Duffield Thomas's. And that course has changed my life. And at the time, I remember thinking, it's so much money. And I can't tell you how many times it's paid for itself over. But, you know, just start small. If, you, if you're new to the game, start small and even just push through that cynicism and think, I'm just going to give this a try because I've got nothing to lose and I've got everything to gain. It's such a good point. And I'm totally someone that started very judgmental. I'm like, I need a strategy. I need this and this. But the more le- you lean into it, and I think just trying not, to, and this, I say this because of myself, but just trying not to judge, just being like, okay, I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to be open and kind of soak this in and, and, and see. And sometimes I'll say as well, like it can take a while. Like I mentioned it was a couple of years ago that I first was introduced to the concepts. It's really taken a while for it to sink in. And um, I had Peru on my podcast um, early this year, the Clarewood podcast. I remember I was just there like, you know, 
because I said to her, I'd love to have you on. And, you know, she's almost, I guess, a competitor of mine. And there's such an abundance. There's so many clients. And she's like, wow, like you've come a long way. <laughs> so it, it takes, you know, it takes, um, sometimes it takes a while for this stuff to sink in, but just stay in the room, stick at it. It's like anything that's hard in life. You know, if you want to run a marathon, you might not get there straight away. You know, sometimes it can take years. Um, but so true. if you stick with it, you will get there. So let's say, because I know for myself that I'm about four and a half years into business and I know that the first three years I would write down my money goals and I would never get there. And now think like it's a really exciting time on my business. Things are really happening. The thing is, it's the way that I feel about my business. And I think looking back at my previous money goals and thinking about, how I was going to get there. First of all, I was not as strategic as I am now. Now I know exactly what I need to do. But also back then, to be honest, like I didn't feel excited about the work I was going to need to do to get to my money goals. And now I'm in love with the work that I do and my business is growing. And I don't know, I would be curious to hear what you think if other people are just feeling like they're struggling in terms of, well, I'm, I'm, never getting to the financial place that I want to be. And I know perhaps is this something that comes up for your clients and what advice would you give to people around that? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess this is where mindset really plays into it. My personal thoughts on this, it almost becomes irrelevant if you don't hit the actual number. And let me explain. Mm -hmm. I used to work for a large organization and one year we decided to set, you know, we'd relatively... We'd been growing relatively consistently about sort of 3%. And one year we had a new CEO who wanted to sit at 20%. Everyone was like, this is crazy, this is crazy. He said, I'll give you anything that you need to get there. Everyone went through a lot of work. And in the end, we achieved, I can't remember exactly, but let's just call it 15%. And everyone was so deflated, right? Because we weren't going to get target. We weren't going to get our bonus. Mm -hmm. um, even though we'd had massive growth, we weren't going to get there. You know, and I remember the sales team in our meetings were just so down and I was like, guys, look at what we've achieved. Like at the start of the year, this seemed like a completely impossible goal. And yeah, we didn't get there, but guess what? We did a hell of a lot better than we would have if we hadn't gone like gone chasing mm -hmm. it down. And say for my clients, I'm sometimes blown away when someone, you know, just misses a target and I'm like, you know, you've doubled what you were doing this time last year. And yeah, maybe we didn't hit that big sexy number that you were chasing, but what are you making it mean to you? And just celebrating and being grateful for what you have achieved, even if it's nowhere near your goal, just be like, hey, I made money. I made a sale this year. Like when you start to celebrate and have gratitude for what you are achieving, then I genuinely believe that you start to attract more of it. Recently, we sold our house and we had a number in mind, a big, crazy number. We threw everything at it. We were so sure we were going to get the number and we didn't get there. Like for me, I didn't go, oh, this is crap. Manifestation doesn't work. The universe hates me. I said, well, actually, what's happened in the meantime of, of the process of how the house you know, took so long to sell is that our businesses have been doing incredibly well and... We were chasing freedom and we've been able to, in a way, achieve it without hitting that number. 
So sometimes as well, like what you are chasing comes to you in a different way. It's true, isn't it? And um, it kind of sounds as well, correct me if I'm wrong, but becoming a little bit more detached to the outcome as well, would you say when it comes to the money? A hundred percent. That's what I touched on before. It kind of becomes almost irrelevant, if that makes sense. Obviously, you want to be achieving your goals, but a big thing that I see with clients of mine all the time is that, you know, someone's like, if I got there, oh my gosh, like I would just explode with excitement. (laughs) But, you know, when someone does get there and um, often my clients get there a lot sooner than they thought they would, like, you know, it was a goal that we were chasing for the end of the year and they get there after a couple of months. And when you get there, the actual achievement of the goal itself is actually almost anticlimactic. Bring that into the money stuff because it's not about a number. It's not about it's about knowing that regardless of where you are, that there's an abundance of money that's going to be coming in. You're always going to have more than enough. There'll be more money coming. And that's something I guess now when I am experiencing growth. But when I say that, you know, all of us, we do have these great things happen. But what we do, I think, is that we kind of forget that that was once a goal as soon as we get to the goal. It's like you were saying, we're not really celebrating it. I know that's the case for me. Like if I looked back, I don't know, a year ago, three years ago to where I am now, and I say this because I know this is everyone, if we looked back and saw where we are now, I think we'd be really happy. But when we're in it, it's like, right, okay, the next thing I'm, this is the new goal. It's always moving forward. I guess it's, it's easy to not appreciate where we're at at the current time. A hundred percent. A bit of a non-money example. I remember when I was waiting for my husband to propose and all I could do was I'd look at everyone's rings and I'd just stare at them. Welcome to my life, <laughs> And I'd stare at them and I'm, I'd think, imagine how perfect my life would be if I was engaged. Everything would be fantastic. And then, you know, you get there and it is amazing and it's such a magical time. But then you're like, right, when's the wedding? And then I remember that then it was like then all we need to do is just have a kid, have a kid. And it's so funny that, you know, no matter what you're chasing, when you get there, the goal itself, you know, and it's great to have goals and it's great to chase it. But half of the excitement is actually in the anticipation, really. It, to- it totally is. I couldn't agree more. It's in the in the journey and the striving and the challenge and the learning and all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, that's why, you know, people bang on about this, got to have gratitude. But it's totally true. It is so true. You know, I certainly sometimes look back and, um, you know, idolize my single days a bit, I guess. And, you know, you look back, I look back on when my business wasn't so busy and I'm like, oh gosh, it was so great. I had so much space. I had so much time to think. So it's funny, like, you know, every new stage or level that you reach in life comes with its its new challenges. So just enjoy where you're at. Just be grateful for where you are. And um, to your point, like let go of the financial, let go of the outcome. When it comes to other challenges, are there any others that you find women or people that work for themselves or are running businesses tend to come up against when it comes to their money mindset? 
I think that the biggest thing that I see a lot with women is a lack of self-belief. Look, it's something that I really have to fight against myself as well. Even when we're achieving amazing things, you start to get this sense of, do people actually think that I am good? I know with my podcast, like when people started writing um, reviews and I was like, are people, is this for real? Like, are they... Are people making fun of me? <laughs> like it almost feels a bit surreal when it's happening. And it's a big thing that I see with women. We doubt ourselves. This is why it's something that you really have to put a lot of work into because no matter who you are, the most successful women around the world, I bet Oprah still has self-doubt. So that's a big thing when it comes to money mindset is that when you know you start to kind of get some good money and then suddenly you go, <gasps> who am I to be doing this? Am I any good? Like, what if someone finds out that actually I'm not really very good? So that's a big thing that I see. And the thing that I would say is that there's no perfect answer. It's work. And consider it like a muscle, like going to the gym. You're not going to reach a point and be like, oh, cool. I never have to train again. Like the most successful people in the world have to work on this. They have to battle their mindset around it. So it's just something that you have to work at. But I would say I honestly believe self-confidence, self-belief and money mindset are all things that you can learn. This is not something that you're you're born with. Well, you might be born with it, but you can definitely learn these skills. And I think that leads us really well to when we're growing or when, you know, people are growing in themselves and their own personal development, professional development, growing in their business, and then they're changing or the way that they approach things, think about things, their mindset are different to the people around them. And you spoke a little bit before around, I guess, our family situation when we grow up and the way that money might be in our families. How do you advise people, I guess, deal with when they're changing and maybe it's quite different to the rest of their family or their friendship group in the way that they are now thinking about money. And also I know that like, this is something I can speak on too, is when I have my prices out there and having people be like, Ooh, that's expensive. And it's like, Oh, Oh gosh, is that too expensive? But just having, I guess, external projections on your own prices. Do you have any tactics or just insights around not getting too thrown off by that or how we deal with that? Yeah, I guess my biggest advice would be as much as possible, just try not to take it to people who aren't in the space. For example, I've had people say to me, no one actually pays you that price, do they? Like family members. And um, I just kind of laugh, brush it off because there's no point trying to explain to them. Like I could say, actually, I've got testimonial after testimonial that says I'm worth every cent and more. But I'm like, I don't need to take anyone on that journey because they're not in that space And, you know, I've been on the flip side of it. I remember that my brother, he went to a Tony Robbins conference and he came back. He was so fired up. He was so excited. And I'm like, but what have you done? Like, what's different in your life? And he's like, my mindset. And I was like, nothing's changed. Like, you're still just the same. Like, it's not the same job. And he's like, but I've got a different mindset. And I was like, you're a whack job. Like, and so <laughs> I, I've been on the flip side of it. And there was no point him trying to 
explain it to me because I wasn't in that space. I wasn't ready for that message. And so I think that you just kind of really choose your audience. If people bring it to me outside of the space, I just try and move away from it. Unless they're coming from a space of, you know, I'd love to learn about this or from a genuine place of wanting to know more. But usually I just kind of go, hey, this is stuff that I'm going to talk to People about in my community, like peers and people who um, who want to, you know, who are here actively wanting to learn about it. And do you ever find that people that you work with keep themselves small or feel like they can't be either charging those prices or they almost feel embarrassed by how much they're charging or anything like that in terms of they, uh, I guess, don't want to make people around them feel uncomfortable? Oh, absolutely. And this is probably one of the biggest transformations, I guess, that I achieve with my clients usually. You know, I know industries quite well. So I know what people are charging, particularly in B2B in small business space. So like, I know what medical practitioners are charging. I know what copywriters are charging, and graphic designers are charging. So a lot of the time I have to have a, a bit of a hard chat to someone and you guys have probably already gathered I'm quite a direct person. And I say, you really need to put your prices up. And people are like, oh, shocked, horrified. I can't tell you how much it lights me up. Someone going, I get these messages, these DMs through Instagram, these emails going, I quoted, you know, double the price and someone's accepted it. And I'm like, yeah, like, I know. (laughs) Um, You know, a big part of that is me giving people that confidence to know that, hey, like, go for it. You know, and similarly, sometimes I say to people, hey, like, don't, let's not go crazy here. Like, I am a big believer that, you know, supply and demand. And if you just come out of the, the gates blazing, wanting to charge, you know, what really experienced people in your industry are charging, then, you know, you might find that you're not as busy as you'd hoped you'd be. I encourage people to, to start, get some work coming in. And then once you've proven yourself, then to, um, yeah, to back yourself and and charge what you're worth. I couldn't agree more. And it's a similar way with online programs too and memberships and that type of thing that you can start smaller and as your community grows, you gradually put the price up over time too. And I think that's super practical with service-based businesses too is that you can start out at a certain price and then you're testing the market and seeing how the demand is. And when the demand goes up, Put your prices up totally. Look at maybe some other options that you can offer people if there are people that then can't afford that price. Maybe you have a lower end offer that's less hands-on or that type of thing. But yeah, that's super helpful, I think. And I love that it's what's happened in your business too, that as the demand has risen, it's to keep this business going and to make it viable and all that type of thing that you need to put your prices up because you can't fit everyone in. And now you're again almost at that level too where it's like, all right, you're pretty booked out. What's this going to look like now? So it's really interesting. And I, being a bit of a marketer myself, I thought we could round this out as well, speaking about just a little bit on what you think supports people. So if people are listening and they're like, well, that's great. Claire is getting loads of clients and she's able to put her prices up. I'm not there yet. And they're feeling pretty stuck. Do you have any advice of where to start or what's, I don't know, what's worked really well for you or your clients in terms of making quite big progress in terms of growing their business? 
And I know that's just like a really broad question. <laughs> it's a great question because I know I used to listen to um, or, you know, read blogs or listen to podcasts and I'd get really almost angry. Like I'd be like, well, that's great for you. I am so glad that you're so busy. And I'd be like, you know, how do I get there? How do I get there? And anyone who's listening, you know, Emily and myself, we've been in business for four years. It takes a while to grow an audience. It takes a while to grow a following. It takes a while to get to a point where you're really busy. And maybe you're you're four years in and you're still not yet there yet. That's okay. You will get there. But what you have to do is be really conscious about your marketing. Be super clear about who you're serving, what your objectives are, and how you are going to attract those kind of people to your business. To answer your question, Emily, about marketing, every different business is different. What you need to do is identify who your ideal client is, where they're hanging out. I can speak for my business. My ideal clients are hanging out on Instagram. And That is the primary place where I get my clients from and how I've grown my business. So if you're listening and you don't know where to start, Instagram's your place. Emily's your girl. (laughs) Oh, look, thank you. You can come back anytime, Claire. (laughs) In in all seriousness, like I was self-taught on Instagram. I wish that I'd probably invested with someone and, and learned, but, you know, I figured it out myself. Um, I stumbled along. But the biggest trick is really just to get started. And um, if you can engage some experts along the way, paying someone who's made all the mistakes and learned it all is such a smart, smart way of doing things rather than trying to figure it out yourself. I think the key is to figure out where your people are. You know, if you're in a similar space, if you're, you're serving people in a service-based business, then Instagram's your spot. And it's interesting, actually, when you say, you know, put a little bit of money and invest in learning. And I think that as well, when we get stuck or we're feeling a bit stagnant, sometimes, or we're, we may be feeling a bit a little stressed about the business. And again, I'm only saying this because I'm guilty of it. But I think the mistake that we can make is be like, right, I need to cut costs. When now what I've realized is that often that's a time to actually invest more and invest more in education or surrounding myself with other people. But often it's, you know, online courses are so good, online programs, but whatever it looks like for that type of person, I find that sometimes we we can get stuck or stagnant and often a great way rather than thinking, right, I need to reduce costs, cut costs is actually like, okay, how can I put some money down, invest in my business to help it go to the next level. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. And it's funny because I remember not too long ago that people would come to me and say, I've only got this much money left and I want to work with you, but that'd be all my money. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, well, you know, don't spend it on me, my goodness. And now, you know, I had someone last week say to me, you know, that would literally be my last last lot of money. And I'm like, that's a smart way to spend it. I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I was like investing in a session with me. I can help you make more money. I think that to your point, like actually going, and so long as it's not chasing the next thing, so long as it's really like, I really need some help with my 
Instagram or I know that if I put money into Facebook ads that it will generate more income for me. Put money into Facebook ads. Put money into a Facebook ads training course. Do whatever's right for your business to up-level it. It's so true. And I I can totally relate with that. I've had people say, oh, you know, like I had my family put in to to be able to work with you or this was my Christmas money. I'm like, oh, no, don't tell me that. I feel terrible. But now it's the same thing. It's like, no, okay. And I think that confidence maybe comes over time. But it's like, no, that's a great move. It's going to help you move forward and help you make more money in your business. And I think as business to business too, often that's the way that we can help people. And even in our marketing, it's like, right, well, use that messaging that you are actually going to help people make more money in their business through what you do. I think that's pretty powerful. And even saying to people in in messaging and marketing, like this is an investment, but how many of your own service or product would you need to sell to cover that investment? And then have a bit of a think. Do you think that you could actually make that return on investment and multiple times over? And that's now how I make my decision around what to invest in. It's like, okay, that might be a crazy amount to spend on something if we look at it that way. But if I believe I'm going to get double or triple or, you know, you could get multiple times that money back and more from the investment that you make. So that's kind of how I approach it now. And I know you're pretty similar too, Claire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, you know, I've I've made some investments that, you know, even in the last year and at the time I was like, oh my gosh, it's so much money. One of the things I invested in, I got a designer to um, design my success stories page on my website. And it looks amazing. It does look amazing, but I tell you what, it wasn't cheap. At the time I was like, oh, do I do it? And I can't believe that I wasn't going to do it. Like, it looks so good. I am so glad I went with a premium designer. Again, I think that's been a transformational move for me, showing off my results like that. But, you know, I I do say to people as well, be pragmatic. You know, I would love to go and hire, you know, um, a coach that charges a million dollars a year straight up. But, you know, you do kind of need to go, okay, where am I at and what's appropriate for now? And just keep investing in yourself. Absolutely. And I think that if you spent that money you spent on your success page, if you were to spend that redesigning your logo, (laughs) then that probably wouldn't have been such a good move. But the fact that you spent that money on an area, like that specific page on your website that shares the success that your clients have had is clearly like such a good move because it shows off the results that you can get for more people. So it's, it's, yeah, it just goes to highlight that when you be strategic about where you spend your money, it really can help you bring that money back into your business. And just remember too, with investments in your business, I know I've sometimes done <laughs> courses or things. And at the time I'm like, geez, Louise, that was a waste of money. And then I look back later and I'm like, my gosh, I learned that or I connected with that person who's now become a client. You know, if I got nothing more out of it, I met that person and I've now made my money back. So sometimes it's not a, a straightaway return necessarily. If you're making the right decisions, it will definitely pay for itself. Now, Claire, I've got one last question that I like to ask, and that is, what would you tell yourself? Let's say you're starting from scratch again. What would be just one of the biggest learnings or takeaways or pieces of advice that's really served you well in your business journey so far? I wish that I had done this mindset work from the start. This has been the most transformational thing I've 
done in my business. I wish, wish, wish I'd done it earlier. If you are in your business journey and it can feel sometimes you're like, I don't need to do that. I just need to make money. This will make you money. This will make you money. The mindset work is the most important thing you can do for your business. It's my big thing that I'm like, I wish I'd done it earlier. And the second thing is probably like investing in myself as well. I come from an accounting background. I ran my business so lean for so long, so lean. And now I'm like, gosh, I wish I'd just, you know, I wish I'd stuck Facebook ads up. You know, my first website I built on Wix myself. Oh my gosh, me too. (laughs) And I'm the most visually, at least Emily, you're quite clever. Like you've got a real eye for design. Mine. Oh, horrendous. And I'm like, I can't imagine how many people were turned off by that. So those are probably the two big things. Work on your money mindset and invest in yourself. Could you just tell us finally where we can find you and stay, stay in touch with you? First of all, you can have a listen to my podcast, which is the Claire Wood podcast, because I'm so creative. Um, oh, you're speaking <laughs> to the girl that called it the Emily Osman show. <laughs> but the thing is, do you know what? Like sometimes I'm like, I want to listen to that person's podcast and I'm typing in. I can't find them. It frustrates me so much. So that's why I wanted to call my podcast the same as my name. And Claire is C-L-A-R-E. Um, I'm not sure why my parents spelt it the weird way, but they did. Do you know that's my middle name, same spelling? Stop it. Did I tell you that yet? No. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, or you can jump on my website, which is clairewood.com.au. I'd love to connect with you or come say hi on Instagram as well, Clairewood Coach. Oh, thank you so much, Claire. It's been fantastic to chat with you and I'm looking forward to doing this again soon. Fab, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.